What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Health Talk Radio. Me and Paul got a crazy good episode today, probably my favorite topic of the last 16 episodes that we have done. I've got coffee, extra coffee, running through my brain, <laughs> veins, brain. We got a great episode, don't we, Paul? You came up with this idea. You came up with this one. I did, um, and I'm, I'm a little bit scared about the amount of caffeine you've got going on at the moment. So Can you feel it? Can <laughs> anything could happen. <laughs> Can you feel it? Oh my gosh. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the biggest mistakes that people make when trying to get healthy. Yeah. Biggest health mistakes oh people make. The biggest health. That's a little bit. That's a little. You said it a little bit better than I did. Yeah. yeah. So what's the first one? Like, what's the one now you you are deep in this space. I've been deep in this space. I know which one I'm going to go with first, but I want you to lead this charge. What well, is the one, what's the one mistake that, that you get, see here most frequently? Okay. <laughs> so I think the biggest one is following online people and believing what they say applies to them. Following online people. So are those, are we talking about influencers? Are Whoever. we talking about Whoever. Instagram influencers? I don't care. Anyone. anyone. I don't care. Anyone you're following online and you hear that the carnivore diet is the greatest thing in the world and I'm going to know all these people, oh, have, had these, all these oh, people have had these great <laughs> results from it. Oh, what a jab. The, but this is important, Mike. Here's all the compelling yeah. evidence yep. that says this is the best thing for you. If you don't do this, then you're crazy. You're going to die, blah, blah, blah. Look, all these thousands of people are writing, I lost all my inflammation and I feel great and I lost 200 pounds and it's the okay. best I've ever felt and blah, blah, blah. And if you think that applies to you, that's the biggest mistake you're going to make because it doesn't apply to you. And actually, it doesn't apply to those people because as a human, as a, as the, the way our bodies are constructed, we should be able to eat vegetables and fiber and other things that are not classed as muscle meat right or um offal you know because when you're doing a proper carnivore it has to be the right mix of muscle meat which are like your steaks and stuff but also you need to be eating the liver and kidneys brains that kind of thing because that's where the nutrients are mm. and people don't realize it they think i'll just go eat steak for for, for every day and then it'll be fine and so what you're doing is you're covering up the underlying problem that's not allowing you to digest these foods, right? I know I'm banging on carnivore at the moment, but it's the same for anything. <laughs> no, but I got to give people the context who are listening, right? Because I this is a dig, right? This is a, this is a dig. He, he, not he, a dig. He didn't tell me. <laughs> I posted yesterday on Instagram that I was going to experience. I'm not an advocate of it yet. It's an experience that I want to have so that I can talk from experience. And so I started recently the carnivore diet. And you want to know what I had for breakfast today? Not really. You don't really care. But hopefully Not somebody really. does. Hopefully they do. <laughs> I had lamb with avocado for breakfast today. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, it's one meal, man. Shut the <laughs> hell up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But, but here's the thing, right? Uh, listen, right. I have used the carnivore diet as an intervention when treating patients, right? You have, because, you have. Of course yeah. I have, absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. Has, it has a therapeutic use, 100%. Yeah. 
Okay. So I'll give you a quick example of one of them was a, a cancer patient who had been through chemo, come out the other side, was in remission, but couldn't digest anything. I mean, his guts were in a complete mess. Mm-hmm. And most people who go through chemo as severe as the one he had normally don't really absorb food again properly. They're, they've got all sorts of diarrhea and problems for, for decades, some of them, if they're lucky enough to live that long, right? <clears throat> and he was the same. So what's the least offensive dietary uh, approach for him whilst we fix his gut? And the least offensive, the one that's going to cause the least problems was carnivore. And he did it absolutely perfectly. He would, would eat all the offal. He'd eat some steak. It was all very good quality. It was just, it was just absolutely correct. Right. And during the period he was doing that, which was about four weeks, we did a lot of gut work, fixed a lot of things. Fast forward two years now, and he's eating everything under the sun and feels amazing. In fact, he felt better than he's ever felt in his life. He's only 32, I think now, 33, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, but we used it as a as an intervention, right? Because that's the right thing to do for it. And I've done carnivore because obviously I want to experiment with everything, same as you are. <clears throat> and what was your yeah, so what was your and, and you certainly you certainly will will drop some bloating potentially and maybe some fluids because you're not taking any carbohydrates. Um did did I feel amazing on it? Not really. It was okay. Um was it good for me? No. It it shot my cholesterol through the roof and was was a really bad thing for me to follow and we'll talk about that more later um and even paul saladino who's a massive massive proponent of carnivore has now come out and said well uh, yeah but really i feel better when i have about 100 grams of carbs a day and and i'll eat honey and fruits and and white rice but the white rice has to be cooked in a pressure cooker otherwise all your all your limbs will fall off but, but that's his current viewpoint, right? It's like, uh-huh. actually, 100 grams of carbs, I work better on that. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I, I honestly feel that, and we're getting off topic a bit about mistakes, but I actually believe that people should be a little bit bloated some of the time because that's what happens when you digest fiber. And fiber is massively beneficial for our health. Mm-hmm. And so Except fiber, for- fiber attracts a lot of water into our gut. It helps clear out a lot of things like cholesterol and other problems and things like that. And it's something that actually we do need. So if you're a little bit bloated at times, I don't think mm-hmm. it's an unusual thing. I think it's kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. Although and you ask the girls, they hate it. That's different. They're I talking know. about looking nine months pregnant because they've got a massive reaction in their gut going on. That's not digesting fiber. That's another problem. Right, right. All right, my turn. It's my turn. Biggest mistakes. People blame the diet. They blame the diet. Oh my gosh, no! The the right because because here's the thing: we're jumping from diet to diet. Mm -hmm. I mean, something comes out in one of your brand new health magazines right? Esquire, whatever it is, right? Oh my gosh, I'm going to jump to that. I'm going to try that. Oh, that it, it's that, that didn't work. Oh, vegan doesn't work. Oh, this. So it's always blaming the diet. Is it the diet's fault? Well, I mean, you also get the opposite, which says it's the diet that fixed everything, right? So I went vegan and I had, I I had the most amount of energy ever and it was amazing and blah, blah, blah. And, and vegetarian 
vegan. You know, it works until it stops working. Mm-hmm. And, what do you mean and by that? So what, what, do, what do you mean by that, though? What do you, like, it works until it stops working. Because initially, what, with anything that's extreme, and I mean cutting out major food groups, you're taking away a potential irritant in the body. And so immediately you feel good. Mm-hmm. Right? If you go carnivore, you're taking away grains, wheat, gluten, dairy, legumes, anything that could potentially cause you irritation. You're also taking out nightshades, right? Potatoes, aubergine, chili peppers, all that kind of stuff, all the things that we know cause problems, right? Mm-hmm. And so eggs, if you're doing proper carnivore. So you're taking all the things out that we know can cause issues. Of course, you're going to feel better because all of those things are being removed. Mm-hmm. But after a period of time, you start to really feel the lack of certain vitamins and minerals potentially. I get that. Yeah. And, and then it stops working quite so well because mm-hmm. you weren't eating that that much more versatile uh, uh, diet, right? And here's what I want to say about this, and this is really important people understand because I made this mistake. So you blame the diet? Have you ever blamed the diet? No, I blame I blame myself. Oh, mic drop. But yeah, but but here's why. No, but listen, this is what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I blame myself because I got carried away with the compelling evidence that was in front of me all the time and bought into it and believed it. Okay. Right. All right. So when we first met, I was ketogenic, if you remember. Yeah, I, was, I, was on, I do I was remember. Keto, I do. Keto diet, right? And we were doing CrossFit workouts and all that kind of stuff. And I was, I was fine. You know, I had CrossFit, energy. You were doing CrossFit. You right. were ketogenic, and you swore by this, by the way. I, absolutely, one hundred percent. You right. were one of those, like you were, you were on a mountain, like right. chanting keto, keto, yeah. keto. And, well, I wasn't quite like that, but the. Oh um, come on, man! Oh. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, and if you listen back to any of my podcasts from like twenty. 15 maybe around that top time i said ketogenic diet is going to be a big thing coming up because they've they've just developed supplements for that diet for to, they, they just commercially produced ketones right and um a ketone salts they were and and you could also get esters but they're, they're very different but anyway um and so you watch it's going to become really popular and all of a sudden you know, six months later, it's the biggest thing because you have to create a market for this stuff, right? Yeah. And I've got the I've got the product now. I've got to do the market. However, um, there's a lot of value to a ketogenic diet for the right people. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. For the wrong people, it's really bad, and I'm one of those. Yeah. So who's who? When so when you're saying that, because there's a lot of people listening right now that are that are thriving on the keto, that absolutely on the keto diet. Now, so, so who is, when you say terrible for the wrong person? Who's yeah, the wrong so for person? me, for example, for me, I've got a genotype, which is called an APOE4, right? And I've got one copy of that, which means saturated fat uh, really causes massive inflammation and it doesn't help at all. And so that genotype, and about 25% of the world has that APOE4 genotype, um, it is really bad for them. Um, the saturated fat particularly mm-hmm. okay so when you go grass-fed lamb grass-fed butter grass-fed beef blah 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 you know what's wrong with that grass-fed dairy that that stuff has got a lot of saturated fat it's all bad right because it really reacts badly to us all bad for everyone no, no, i just want to clarify apoe4 genotype got it got it 25 percent of the world roughly 
So, so you're working with my mom really quickly. I just have to ask you, does she have that genotype? Uh, we haven't done her genes. Um, okay. So I don't know that, but I, what I do know is we are dealing with some cholesterol stuff with her. And one of the things we're going to do is bring it down, but you know, we have to understand what cholesterol is and how it's made up. And, and this is not the, 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 the one for that because it gets quite, quite complex. But, but here's the thing. I'm in the industry right? and I'm pretty intelligent, I think, and I'm pretty good at what I do. And I, I don't you know. Many you other... have a hard time. So this is, this, this is Paul in rare form. Did you just give yourself a compliment? Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody else that does what I do at the level I do it at. at that, I agree right? with you. I agree with you. I'm and, just giving and, you shit. And, and that's not, and, and that's not um, uh, to be big headed. It's just, the fact no, that I, what I do is yeah. quite unusual, that's all, right? But but here's the thing. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, everybody that I respect in the industry is talking about this. I respect these people because they're clever. I know them very well. These are You're talking about people. the keto. You're talking about keto yeah, diet here. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and these are these are high-level people in the world. Most, most public won't know them because they're either researchers or they're very intelligent people or whatever it is, right? Yep. And, and they don't, they're not in the public eye. And then there's a lot of people in the public eye that, that were talking about it. Right, yeah, I've got to do it, got to do it. Anyway, long story short, I do it, all my numbers go bad. Liver, cholesterol, everything. Well, this is ridiculous. All the evidence is telling me that it's going to lower my cholesterol. It's going to make me like this superhuman. My brain's going to work fantastically. What's going on? You know, I'm doing it all right. I know exactly what I'm doing. Well, what's going on here, right? And um, anyway, long story short, and I mentioned this, I think, a couple of episodes ago, I had a brain scan recently which showed um, white matter in the brain, which shouldn't be there. And and part of that is derived from this very high cholesterol, high inflammatory response to a high fat diet. Mm. As soon as I changed that to be low fat, moderate carbohydrate, moderate protein, my my numbers my, my cholesterol tumbled like they dropped for the first time probably in seven or eight years to normal levels like optimal levels mm -hmm. and the reason it wasn't there was because i was continually seeing this compelling evidence from all of these people online because you can imagine my feed that i look at is very health orientated right? very yeah, health and, and on, on right? top of it like you said you know like the who's who in this space you you i mean if if they're if they're an advocate of something in this space in the health and wellness space you know them have talked to them got them on the rolodex like yeah, that's how exactly, you right? are into this space yeah and, and so but here's the here's the thing and here's the whole point of it other than the fact that i was an idiot the point of the matter is this information is so compelling to us Mm -hmm. that we don't even question it even when we know we should mm. and so we believe it straight away we go oh that must be the thing right so like you said is it the diet that's the problem the diet isn't the problem per se it's is it the right one for us mm -hmm. and that you're not going to find out on your own well here's the thing so a couple of things first and foremost can i get an amen for anyone who is taking responsibility for themselves right you said it's my fault it is, right? yeah, the, book stop, the book stops with you First, yeah, like yeah. we're not, we have to get out of the blaming and <clears throat> pushing blame and making excuses for the things in our life, right? You are the sum of your yeah. habits. You're responsible yeah. for your life. 
hold up your hand right now if you're listening to this this episode saying I am responsible. Seriously, right? Because once you accept responsibility for your life, everything changes, right? You are now in control. You are now empowered. If you are constantly pushing blame and making excuses, you will never have success no matter what you try to do. So I had to get that out. Back to what you just said about the ketogenic diet. If you weren't monitoring your bloods and doing all the things that you do, you could potentially still be on that diet, which would essentially be wreaking havoc on your body, your brain, the things that we just talked about. So, So in essence, there's a lot of people out there that are blindly following these diets and these eating protocols because an influencer says so, because the evidence is, is very compelling. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it could, they could be doing a lot of damage. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Now, here's, here's the important thing. It's not your job to know that. Right? As, a, as a member of the public, it yeah. is not your job to know what the best dietary approach for you is. Sorry, got to tell you, you are not in charge of that stuff. So, because, but your, doc, your doctor is not going to tell you, though. Well, no, I, mean, I, mean, right? I mean, holy. And, right? and, and, and I don't think, and, and, and here's the thing, right? What you said was right. You know, you are responsible. But the trouble with that is you have to be um, educated in a certain area. And we only talk about health now. Obviously, you're, right. you're responsible for what you do with your family yeah. and your friends and your religion and everything. I get that. But when it comes down to health, this stuff is very complex and you need to know the questions to ask to get the right answers so what's the best diet for me is not the question right because the question the the question is how do i find out the best way to be as healthy as possible and then you can start going okay well we need to look at these areas let's look at your history Let's look at any illnesses you've had in the past. Let's look at your current toxicity. Let's look at your current bloods. Let's look at your current lifestyle. Let's look at your sleep and your stress and the beliefs that you hold behind a lot of your activities. That's but deep. then, That's then, yeah. Yeah. then we have a, a much more detailed picture that will bring us up things that we need to address. Okay, mm-hmm. now I've got a list of things that we need to address to get you optimally healthy. Based on that, I can then start telling you currently this would be a good nutritional approach to use mm-hmm. currently until we fix some of this stuff and then that will evolve as it goes ain't no one asking that question right because no. everyone's so, going so, yeah so, so everyone just wants to know what's the diet i need to, to follow sure yeah absolutely and if beyonce comes on and says do the vegan diet we just blindly follow beyonce and do the yeah. vegan diet Why not? yeah uh so Say that one more time, right? The question that we should be asking is not what diet should I follow? Not not what's the best diet, but how do I become optimally healthy? How do I become optimally healthy? And and that's not a question you can answer, right? Right. That's like- So so really quickly, because I want to get onto some of these more, these these biggest mistakes, because I want to rattle them off, but not everybody can afford to get and do the things that you just mentioned. Not everybody. So no, if no. you're in a position where you can't afford those things, what's the next best framework, philosophy? What do you do if you can't come up with the money to get blood work done and to, to really yeah. do some of the things that you mentioned? 
That's a very difficult one to answer, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, what else you spend your money on that's more important than your health? Gosh, that cuts deep, hey? But no, I, I, no, we've got rent to pay. I've got to feed the kids. I've got to. Do it. I understand that. Yeah, I totally get it. But don't be fooled by thinking if I go cheap, it'll be okay. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. everyone wants you to believe. It's right. another big health right. mistake, right? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. I've got the money. Just take this aloe vera juice. It's the cure for everything. Is it? Okay. Well, if it was, we wouldn't have any illness, would we? So it, it's about not going and saying, I can't afford it. What can I do? Just cheap. Because that stuff is not going to work. So you're better off actually not doing anything, almost. But really what you need to do is think about, okay, how do I get to invest in my health long term? Because that's the only thing that's going to matter. Well, I'll tell you what, my mom and I had a long conversation. She just had a friend in her 50s who died. My mom's 63. So the only thing my mom cares about, and I think, right, as you get older, I'm 40. I know you're 50, are you 55, 54, 55, 55. So I know, right, as I'm getting older, as I'm 40, right, I'm more mindful than I ever was. Now, I got lucky and decided to take my health serious when I was 31 years old, past drug addiction. I had to cut all that out. So I understand, and, and maybe for the people that are listening, right, like I know for a fact that the older you get, the more concerned about your health you will become. Right. My mom, all she cares about now is staying healthy so she could live as long as possible, as vibrantly as possible. So she could be here for her grandkids and kids. That's all she fucking cares about. Yeah. But also, but also she's got so much more she wants to do in life. Right. right. right? We, we've worked together for a while now with her uh-huh. Uh-huh. and there's been a massive change in her belief in herself, in the yes. values that she has, in where she finds fulfillment and happiness Yes. And all of a sudden, she's like, for 62 years, I had none of this. Yes. I'm I'm going in. Right now, I've yes. got it. I'm having yes. it everywhere I can go. Like she's, like she's fucking 20 years old again. Like, right? like she's, and, her and, mind well, is, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, that, and that is a big part of the work that I do, which I think is different to most practitioners. Because, yes, we've got to deal with your health. And we've got to get to the bottom of these things that are going on. But at the same time, you have to have this understanding that some of the things you believe maybe are misguided and these new beliefs can serve you better and why that is what's the real productivity out of it at the end of the day and how do you live this amazing life every day because mm-hmm. if we're not doing that then it's wasted and and i have trouble you know at the moment i'm having trouble with my four-year-old who's not bought into this concept and she's quite happy to have a meltdown at the slightest thing right now because she's going through an awkward stage and I'm going like, this is a day that's wasted, Like right? You're wasting this day because it's never coming back and you're just spending it crying and sad when we could be out in the garden having a great time or doing this or that. And, and it's, and it's getting to, you know, she's starting to understand it, but it's real difficult because she doesn't get the concept of what do you mean wasted day? I don't get it. Like, you know, is there an end? They don't realize there's an end point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, one of the things I would say to people is really try and train yourself to not get sucked in to the messages that you're hearing or seeing online. Mm-hmm. Is you need to try your very best to be dispassionate about it. 
Mm -hmm. And just look at it and go, yeah, okay. And then walk away from it. Because the more you get sucked into it, the worse it becomes because you you then go chasing this one thing that's going to fix me or the, the secret diet that I need or whatever it is. And, and it's never going to, all it's going to do is end up causing more problems. I had, a, I had a discussion with two people before we started recording this and the husband's got high cholesterol and the wife has got Lyme disease and they're, they're talking on and blah, blah, blah. And they go, okay, so what's the best diet then? I went, well, firstly, it's different for both of you. But secondly, you're, you're way down the line to, to where you should be. You need to be going back here and saying, what's causing this cholesterol issue? Where's that inflammation coming from? How do I deal with this Lyme? You know, these things need to be looked at first mm-hmm. and then we'll build on that. But don't start thinking, oh, it's just the diet I need to change. Diet's not the problem, right? And, and it's about getting people to realize there's more you need to do and just commit to doing that, doing it properly. Yeah. Outside of that, nothing else is going to matter. And you're going to get these influences coming in going, oh, you should do this and do that and the other and go, yeah, right, well, I'm on this path and actually the certainty that I'm getting from working with these people, the, the people that know what they're doing, to know what I've got to do and I'm certain it's the right thing, that's all I need to get to where I want to be. And stop distracting me with your, here's your aloe vera juice cleanse thing. I got to try that aloe. It sounds like that aloe juice might be a good idea. Aloe vera juice, man. It's the future. <laughs> All right. So you did one. I did one. Do you have another one? I want to. So we've got, we're already a half hour in. We're that. I mean, that was, oh, wow. that was, okay. a, yeah. So let's rattle. I want to get at least five to 10 in. We don't oh, you have to go. talk about them as lengthy. You well, go again. Supplements are, here, all right, supplements are the solution, yep. right? They think that they're going to supplement their way into proper health and a great body. Yes. Right? Correct. Disaster. Yeah. Can you supplement your way to an ideal body or great health? Is it possible? I think, no. I mean, the answer is no to that. Uh, you need to do a lot of things before supplementation is going to be beneficial. It, However, let me just clarify something. Um, it's very difficult to eat well and to get good quality food that's sourced properly, that's non-toxic and that kind of thing. And so things like detox organics, for example, I do not get paid by detox, um, but that kind you of that product, check. you didn't get the but you didn't get the bank wire. I never, <laughs> I never had the check from you. I, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. So the we don't um, exchange money. No, but the uh, but but a product like that, and and I personally use one in the UK. It's a different one. I don't use detox organics because we don't get it over here as well. Um, but I do use one because it's a really good kind of safety net, right? It's got a huge amount of benefits, nutritional value. And no one's diet is, you know, you're not eating the perfect foods because they don't exist anymore. So from that perspective, it's good to enhance what you've got. But if you think taking D-aspartic acid is going to increase your testosterone, you are massively mistaken because that stuff's not going to help. Because if you take a, and what you're alluding to is this, here's a supplement that's going to increase your testosterone. Okay. You can take that all you like ain't never going to work if your food's poor, you're stressed, you've got no sleep and you're not exercising and you're not getting sunlight and all your, you know, vitamin levels are low, you know, it's just nonsense. And so, yes, the magic supplement that's going to cure all your ills or give you all this boundless energy, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you've done the, the, 
the, the right work first. Yeah, it's like eating McDonald's and taking. So what he's talking about is if you go to detoxorganics.com, he's talking about our daily superfoods powder. It's non-GMO, organic, locally sourced, high quality ingredients. It's going to give you your daily dose of vitamins, minerals, and lots of veggies, fruits, and herbs, right? That's what he's talking it's about. Not, I, I'm, I mean, it's, it's like five pounds of eating five pounds of veg in it or something it's, like that. It, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I take it daily. Amanda takes it daily, right? It helps you, you know, with your digestive system. It's it's yeah. great, okay? No question about it. But if you think that it's going to help you if you're eating McDonald's every single day, you got another thing fucking coming. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. No, it's not. Save your money. Right? Right. And, and, and that's the trouble. People are thinking they are going to be able to take something to offset the amount of alcohol they're drinking at the weekends. Right. right, and and the and the drug taking or the you know behavior stuff or the stress or whatever it is, I've just got to do this to support my chosen lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And some people are some people are in this situation, you know, it's not their fault so much. I mean, you know, if you're if you're a, a, a stock trader and it's a high pressure environment or you know whatever the job is, and it's, and it's it's crazy hours and you've got a lot of targets and pressure on you and things like that then you people will take things to support that and some of it will be healthy stuff and some of it won't be so healthy stuff right there's a lot of drug use to help deal with the stress but also people think it's going to make the difference sadly it's not going to make the difference you're going to get sick and it's going to be bad for you because that lifestyle is not something as humans we are supposed to live we're not supposed to live under chronic high levels of stress continuously Mm-hmm. So That's we're three we in, three in. You have one. You have one. Uh, keep going. You you keep okay. going. You got training. This. They train. Yeah. They train. Training too long, or, or thinking like in order to to get healthy, I've got to run six miles. I got to get on the treadmill. I got to do CrossFit. I got to I got to do all this exercise in order to be optimally healthy. I have got to exercise. Look, ten minutes is not going to work. I got to get to the gym for ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know I need to do it. I got to go six days a week. Right. Big Plus mistake. Twice a day. Right. I mean, some people, right? Yeah, two a days, right? Yeah. Morning and night. But we did, we did, a, I think we did a good episode on this. And if you haven't heard it, then go back and listen to it. But um, overtraining. I don't remember that. I don't, rec- what was the name of that episode? Do you remember? I don't remember. But it was a great Your training's episode. killing you or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, is yeah, your yeah. Training so go back, go back and listen to, yeah, is your training killing you or setting you back? Oh, or I yeah, can't remember yeah. exactly what, what the hook was, but it was a really good episode. We got a lot of good feedback on that episode. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the, the, I think the bottom line is, which we did discuss in detail, is people are doing training programs that are not meant to be done for long periods of time. And they're just getting more and more intense and more and more crazy because people want the next crazy thing to do but mm-hmm. um, realistically, people are overtraining. They're probably under eating for what the demand is because they're trying to get this thing about how do I keep lean but get muscle mass, which is a real tricky thing to do naturally. Um, they're, they're overtraining, they're under sleeping, their cortisol and stress levels are too high. They're causing damage in their joints and injuries and stuff like that. And, and it just doesn't, do them any good but when you look at the magazines if people still buy them but certainly on the internet um all the all the pictures you see of these these jack dudes or these women that are in the 
uh, in the gym doing all these exercising or if you want to get your shoulders and this is the special thing you've got to do and it's like mm, okay that's got nothing to do with health or longevity that's just smashing your body to pieces so that it gives you a particular look mm -hmm. there is tax to pay on that and it's coming if you continue doing it that 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 check is in the post and it's going to arrive on your doorstep and you're going to have to cash it in and if you're not careful it's not going to be something you're going to be able to reverse gotcha okay all right so that is four that does not mean you shouldn't exercise and you shouldn't be active i'm glad you said that yes i'm just it does saying not mean what? that you shouldn't <laughs> exercise yeah. what's ideal for most people right i get i get you got the bodybuilders who are you know who are training for a specific purpose i get the crossfit athletes i yeah. get athletes in general i get that right they, they do that for a living and they have to oh you're talking about professional what? athletes professional athletes yeah, yeah. Right. mma fighters yeah, yeah. right hockey players whatever you're doing right you, you, that's yeah. that's your life yeah. but for for the average folk for for people like you like me like a lot of the people that are listening into this episode what's good what's a what's a what's a good amount of time i i think again on that episode we spoke about changing the word exercise to activity yep. because activity is what you should be doing there should be an amount of cardiovascular activity so for fitness it should be an amount of strength activity. Um, it doesn't have to be weights. It can be body weight stuff. You know, we, we spoke about, I do a lot of gymnastic ring stuff and things like that because it just, I feel it doesn't cause me joint problems and um, I'm not overloading my body with heavy weights anymore and things like that. Um, and I think mobility is really important as well. Yeah, so by, by, by adding those things in and it allows you to get up out of a chair unassisted with no pain, and squat down on the floor and play with your kids or, you know, jog down the road to catch the bus or whatever it is, just normal daily life. They're the things that are going to assist in longevity and health. And it can be very simple to do the stuff that's fun as well. Mm -hmm. The things you enjoy doing, because then you're going to do it more. All right. Number five. <laughs> and, I, and I just came up with this because, well, I just, I kind of want to fuck with people. Um, <clears throat> Biggest mistakes people make when trying to get healthy, go on a vegan diet. <laughs> <Can we? laughs> I think we did an episode on the vegan diet as well, didn't we? We did. We did. Yeah. But is, yeah, so, so is the vegan, in your, in your opinion, is the vegan diet bad? Is the big, is it a mistake well, to go on the vegan diet? No, but here's the thing, right? <clears throat> like I said before about any diet, when you go on one that's restrictive or cuts out particular food groups, you're probably going to feel better initially because you've taken away a lot of the things that are probably causing you problems. But over time, it can be problematic because you're lacking certain things that are quite essential to us. You know, when, and, and we said this before, when humans started to eat meat <clears throat> or animal protein, fish, meat, you know, whatever you want to do, call it, um, we then, that's when we developed a bigger brain, more intelligence, and it separated us from the rest of the, the kind of animal kingdom, if you like. Mm -hmm. And so there was a good value to it. There's still a good value to it. You know, there's been some very sad reports recently about children who were kid babies who were given a, a, a vegan diet and either died or become ex extremely seriously ill on the back. Wow. Because the, the development because, of the brain isn't Because the parents went, no, it's going to be vegan. That's it. And that's, that's the best thing for it. And actually that's... Wow. I didn't hear that. I didn't... Yeah. So, and the reason it works well for you when you're older is because you've accumulated all these problems and you're taking out some of the irritants to it. 
Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with vegan. You know, my, I would suggest probably 60, 70% of my diet is vegan. But it doesn't, doesn't make me a vegan. It means I'm eating plant matter. I'm eating yep. vegetables and things. Because yeah, it's good for, record, for you, right? For the record, I got nothing against the vegan diet. I got nothing against the carnivore diet. We're just trying to help you get optimized here. That's all. You know, and, yeah, was- and, and, and it's about understanding it's not the cure, right? It, it's about you've got to look much deeper. You know, what's my what's my history been like? What illnesses have I brought with me? What viral bacterial load have I got? What's my toxicity? What my blood's like? How's my hormones functioning? How's my cholesterol? How's my liver? How's my blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, what's going on with my stress? How's my sleep? How's my energy? How's my libido? How's my brain function? How's my creativity? All of those things mm-hmm. are things that need to be assessed so that you can understand what the best approach is. You can't just go, oh, it says vegan's the way forward because Beyonce does it and therefore that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, just be a bit just more intelligent do, about your choices. And I mean, like, just do the opposite of what Bill Gates does. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, holy shit. Anyway. Another thing, which I'm sure we spoke about before, is because somebody is uber successful in one thing does not mean they're going to be uber successful at everything. Right, right. True story. And yeah. And you can be, you know, the richest man in the world, it does not mean you are going to be, you know, competent at health. Right. right. And and the two don't necessarily translate. Yeah. All right. I got a couple more. Um, another big mistake. Using garbage bags, sauna suits, tummy trainers, things to like, you know, make you sweat more. Yep. What do you think about those? Okay, so tummy trainers, um, no no clinical evidence to say that they work. Um, and the reason is you can't spot reduce. So um, you need to understand cellular metabolism and how to burn fat for fuel on a regular basis and you will lose body fat. Um, does sweating help? can do it can certainly reduce your number on the scale because you're sweating out all the fluids yeah um but clearly when you drink and rehydrate then your number will go back up again <clears throat> works great for fighters or people trying to make weight short because term, have, right short-term fix well only for the weigh-in because straight after that they they're rehydrating over the next you know day and a half before the fight so most right. weigh-ins are about midday right on the say on the on the on the Friday midday, step on the scale, you're two oh five, light middleweight, light heavyweight, two oh five, and you've got a fight Saturday night, right? So this is Friday afternoon, midday, two oh five. Mm-hmm. By thirty hours later, you could be two twenty, easy, right? Because you're just going to rehydrate all of your cells, or you're going to try in that short period of time, and therefore it's all about it being a very um, specific thing for specific reason if your goal is to be lighter less weight but you're not going for a competition i probably wouldn't suggest using a, a sauna sweatsuit you know dehydration because actually dehydration is really bad for you caveat again dehyd- um, sweating sauna that kind of thing if you're trying to detoxify heavy metals aluminium especially things like that What did you just say? What did you just say? Aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. (laughs) Aluminium. I love the way you say that. He said (laughs) aluminum. Yeah. 
aluminium. For all of the people that are listening. Um, the, um, uh, uh, that can be really useful for that as a as an intervention, right? And there's also a lot of good scientific literature that says if you have a sauna three times a week, it extends your lifespan. If you do it five times a week, it extends it even more. Mm. So I don't think there's a problem with that if it's done for the so right it's reason. Not a, so it's not necessarily a mistake. Maybe the mistake is people actually thinking that it's a, a way for it's not a weight, weight loss, loss sustainable yeah. weight loss. Yeah. It's not a mechanism or a way to sustain weight loss yeah and and, and i don't think it's gonna it's gonna give you a, a trimmer midsection if you're right. using a tummy trainer um what's going to give you that is knowing how to engage and train your deep core muscles mm-hmm. which most people don't do any work with they just want to do the the outer six-pack and so they do all of the crunches and the sit-ups and stuff they don't know how to engage that transverse abdominals inside that actually gives you that that smaller tighter look Mm -hmm. all right here's another one carbs are the enemy (laughs) cut out carbs carbs are the enemy carbs are bad carbs make you fat yeah so yes carbs will make you fat if they are poor quality and processed Yes. Um, if you're eating kind of whole food, one ingredient, natural carbohydrate um, in the right moderation, um, I don't think it's a problem at all. I think it can be very useful for people. And a healthy healthy gut microbiome is predicated on a good carbohydrate intake because your microbiome is developed by the fermentation of the bacteria on the fiber in the carbs so um if you want good levels of everything so the more diverse your gut bacteria the healthier you tend to be and mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, eating the right amount of carbohydrates and the right types is probably quite important yep and for people who want to know how to eat their carbs for best results if we're talking about body composition changes you got to go back to the episode where we talk about the three by five diet because we lay yeah. it out in, yeah. I can't remember if it was second episode or third episode. It may be the fourth episode, as I'm confusing the shit out of our listeners right now. Yeah, yeah. There is three an episode that, Just look for that. that, yeah, that outlines the three by five diet, and that that's a- absolutely the the path forward. Yeah. Top five carbohydrates for optimal health. What it, what would you say those top five carbs are? I don't want to talk starchy. I want to talk complex carbs. I don't want to talk veggies. I want to talk. Potato. We've okay, sweet potato. Yes. Because how can I talk to somebody who wrote a book about a sweet potato diet and not say sweet yeah, potato? I would, yeah, I would cancel your ass. Cancel culture yeah. if you said anything bad about sweet potatoes. Um, but sweet potatoes have got a lot of good nutrient yeah. value, right? Um, yep. Just vitamins, minerals, um, fiber. And actually, you know, they're, they're from that perspective, they're good. Most good tubers are like that. Most things that grow under the ground have got a good value. Um, if you're going to go with things like grains then um, the brown versions can be more useful, like brown rice, um, that kind of stuff, or the whole grains. Um, I think beans are pretty good from a nutrient perspective. What kind um, of beans? Any beans? Black Lentil beans. beans? Black beans, pinto are good. Um, borlotti beans are good. What about um, for the people that get really gassy when they have that, well, they have that here's, sort of here's, response? Here's the thing, yeah. right? The question is, what are the best carbohydrate sources? Not 
what are the carbohydrate sources that people can tolerate? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you've got some gut issues, don't be eating beans, they're going to make it worse. Right. right? Because there are things in there called lectins that are that are anti-predatory toxins that can cause gut issues with people mm-hmm. when their gut is compromised in other ways. Then it's about, well, what's co- what's compromised my gut? Why is it that I've got low stomach acid? Why have I got poor microbiome diversity? Why have I got low enzymes? Why is the mucosal lining of my gut got holes in it that you never have holes but why is it why is it not as good as it should be you know what's yep. caused all those things is it the antibiotics i was taking as a kid for my acne is it the birth control pill that i take every year you know every day mm-hmm. for the last 20 years is it something else is it something else and <clears throat> and so you know the what are good sources of carbohydrates are the most nutrient dense sources mm-hmm. would you say quinoa is a good well, carbohydrate you're at so Quinoa, yeah, quinoa is a good one. Um, yep. it's, it's steel a, it's cut a, oats, would you? Yeah, oats are good as well. Um, yep. again, like steel about, cut organic. Like we want, we, what, but we want a high quality oat because you're not saying get some Quaker oats, right? You're not having. No, it's the same with oats. all. Of, it's the same with all of them. It's about right. getting the best quality you can get on them, and mm-hmm. and some people would go do well with it, and other people that it's not going to work for them. But mm-hmm. I think as a as a general rule, carbohydrates can be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we work well on them. Mm-hmm. Our body's adapted to use them. Uh, you know, it, it just is the way it is. We've always had some kind of root vegetable because this is not agriculture. This is not wheat and, you know, uh, uh, and grains and stuff. We're talking about does our body work on carbohydrate? And it does mm-hmm. when you have the correct metabolic flexibility. And, and you should have that. You should be able to eat, use um, fat for fuel, and you should be able to use sugar for fuel, and depending on what is available. And our body does work well with them, but depending on people's particular circumstances, some of them are not going to do well with it. And so you go paleo, for example, where you really cut out a lot of the wheat, dairy, gluten, legumes, and grains, and then you feel better while you do work to fix things that are underlying problems. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, oats are good. Um, uh, quinoa, like you say, make sure that they're good, um, good sources of them, and and nothing processed. Right? Yeah. If you get, how if come you, you didn't a, say, how come you didn't say white potatoes? What's is there? Is there something wrong? What no, I, white, white, potatoes? White, white potatoes are fine. <clears throat> I, I would, I would use white potatoes. Interesting thing happens. So, white potatoes versus sweet potatoes. If I were to sit down and have an entire sweet potato, I get full, no question about it. If I sat down and had a whole white potato, I would start sweating after it. Why? Why sweet potato? What, why that difference between those two potatoes? What? What? How's a white potato cooked? They're both cooked the same way. They're both, uh, I believe, baked in an oven. If you bake a white potato, it's uh-huh. going to become highly glycemic. Got it. So, so big sugar rush very quickly. Oh, I, I start it. sweating. Literally, I have one at a, I have one at a restaurant, and I'm my the back of my chair is is, is wet. Yeah. I start sweating that bad. Now this is a big fucking potato too. I'm not gonna oh, lie, yeah. it's yeah. a huge potato. But yeah, so there's a lot of glucose coming in very quickly, yeah. and again, here's the thing to remember, right? If we if we ate a potato, <clears throat> excuse me, a potato like we do an apple, you know, so you hold it in your hand and you just crunch into it and you start sure. chewing it. Yeah, yeah, it takes a long time for you to break down 
the fiber enough for you to be able to swallow it and then your body's got to go to work at trying to break it down further so that it can get it down to a single molecule that it can use as a fuel source right it takes a very long time it's very very slow releasing mm -hmm. so we can't do that because you can't eat potatoes raw so we cook them and the process of cooking breaks down that fiber for us until it's in a state that we can eat it in now if you've overcooked it or you baked it for like an hour in, in an oven and you've broken all that fiber down so the outside is crispy but the inside is all fluffy it's it's almost void of fiber on the inside and as soon as you eat it your body's got no work to do other than absorb this stuff Mashed potato is is the like the next step up from that, which is even worse because it's almost liquid, and you eat it, and then it's like all bets are off. You know your blood glucose is going to spike. So with a with a sweet potato, it's slightly different because it has more fiber in it, and it's less glycemic in the first place. It has less sugar. However, um, you can use potatoes uh, quite effectively. Don't need to cook them to within an inch of their life. You can. You know, you can boil them till they still have a little bit of substance to them. You can eat the skins on them as well. So that helps to slow things down. And you don't need to eat a huge one, right? You can have small amounts of them to go with your vegetables and everything else that you're doing. <clears throat> it's the portion size problem that people have um, that, that is one of the biggest problems as well. All right, we're going to ruffle some feathers to finish this podcast. So we got seven, five minutes. We're on number seven. And I'm going to really ruffle some feathers here. People are going to be like, oh, shit. Biggest mm -hmm. mistake when getting healthy, listening to your general doctor. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <coughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. People are like, oh, my gosh. My doctor just told me, and I'm, oh. Yeah, I mean, but, well, but, so, I'm, but here's, but in my experience... There's an element of truth there, right? There is an element of truth there. Um, <clears throat> I've got to say, you know, in in four or five years of pre-med training, there's only like two hours of nutritional training, I think. And the rest of it is all about symptom yep. treating, right? Yes. yes. Treat the symptom. I don't think it's their fault. They're not I bad either. people, right? No. It's just they don't have the understanding. And I have several general practitioner doctors who are patients of mine so this is not like something that is unreasonable to say but um the, 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 they just don't have the understanding as to how the the, the body is affected as much as they <clears throat> as, as much as it is when it comes to dieting and also and this is a really weird thing to say but doctors aren't there for your to, for your health they're there to manage your symptoms. Um, and, and I think it was you that said somebody over 50 in the US is on multiple medications. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's 50, it's either 55 or 65. The average American is on 16 different medications. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's an insane amount because you would want them really to be on as little as possible um and, and get them well. And what they're doing is going, well. We're not going to fix the problem. We're just going to give you a pill for the symptom. Right. And so it's probably not the best place to go if you are looking to be as well and as healthy as possible. Right. Certainly good to go if you've got an, an acute issue going on that you need to get on top of, you know, and, um, uh, you know, things like cancer and things like that. People need to be investigated properly and 
need to work with doctors on those things. Um, but again, a lot of doctors will look at your cancer and say, look, there's nothing more we can do for you. And that's exactly right. There's nothing more they can do for you. It does not mean there's nothing more that can be done. Mm. And, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of that that goes on there where people are being dismissed by their oncology teams, sadly, just because they're just not, they just don't have the capacity to do the longer term, more, more um, holistic treatments because they've got so many people to treat. We've got a chemo you, we've got a radiation pill for you, you, pill for you. And, here's a pill, and, here's a thing. You know, here's a thing. Uh, and sadly, sometimes it, it, it's not the greatest thing. So, um, they're lovely people. They're very well-meaning. It's not somewhere to go to for long-term health. If it was, everyone would be healthy and living a, a healthy, long life. And we're not. True story. True story. All right. Any last words as we, as we wrap this up? No, man. Just, just understand it's about knowing way more than, you know, it's way above your pay grade to deal with your health. Please do not try and do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Be sensible get someone who knows what they're doing, who's going to monitor you, who's going to really look at a proper history and knows how to implement things, find out what's really going on, and then they can give you the absolute certainty that what you're doing is the right thing. Mm -hmm. Do not try and do that on your own. That's what my final word on that. I love it. This was a really, really fun episode. And for those of you that want to get in touch with Paul, you can do so. We'll drop that in the comments. But what I want from you, if you're watching this on YouTube, because you're not going to be able to comment on on Spotify or iTunes, but what are more mistakes? So we covered seven of them. I think that they're pretty solid, but I know there's more. So what are some of the mistakes that you think are the biggest as people are trying to optimize their health and lose weight? I love you guys, Paul. This has been fun. Episode number 16 in the books, the biggest mistakes when trying to get healthy. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, share the episode, comment, leave us some feedback. We love feedback. We're on a roll here. We'll see you back in two weeks. Take care, everyone. Peace.